Previously on At The Movies with Arch Campbell, Jen Chaney, and Lou Katz. I'm going to say something and it's going to sound harsher than I intended, but I was watching and uh, Jennifer Lopez came on. <laughs> Sorry, my dog. <laughs> I love that. We're getting reaction from our studio audience. I didn't know we added a fourth uh, fourth individual here to the podcast. All right. Well, this is Hound Radio, you know. <laughs> At the Movies with Arch Campbell, Jen Cheney, and Lou Katz begins now. Hi, everybody. It's Lou Katz, and we want to welcome you to the podcast that keeps you up on the very rapidly changing world of entertainment. <laughs> I'll say. Hey, please welcome from WTOP Radio and Vulture, the queen, the undisputed queen of streaming, Jen Cheney. It's the queen of streaming. Hello. <laughs> have you ever been called that before? I don't believe I have. <laughs> It's something new and exciting. And by the way, <laughs> still barricaded six feet away from his brand new 100-inch flat screen TV, the king of that's the way it used to be. Let's bring on Arch Campbell. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Wouldn't have been something if Walter Cronkite had ended with that's the way it used to be. <laughs> that's the way it is. Well, here we are another week week and uh, I am so enjoying so many things I'm seeing on cable and Jen has me very excited because there's so much good stuff uh, in the pipeline. So let's get underway, Jen. TV stops for no one, at least at the moment. <laughs> so I guess we should start with this new Ryan Murphy series, Hollywood, that debuts yeah, on Yeah, I love the trailer on that. I can't wait to see it. Well, I've watched the first two. I haven't watched the whole series. It's It looks great. I mean, the production design on it is wonderful. Mm. I'm just not sure about the show itself. So the, you know, the premise of it is it's looking back at Hollywood post-World War II, you know, really asking, raising questions about how um, marginalized people were treated by the Hollywood community back then. Obviously, those issues are still relevant. So we're talking about gay people, Black people, Asian people. It, it tries to address all of that in its its first couple of episodes. Yeah, I just, I'm I'm not sure it's totally working for me yet. But again, like I said, I've only watched the first two. Let me ask you, you know, they pick, they're, they're basically in the 1950s, which mm -hmm. was a period in history when Hollywood was undermined by television and was struggling uh, as they are now with dealing with change. Is there any of that thread in there? It's possible that there is as it continues. Um, in the first two episodes, no, it's not really about that. It's more about, like I said, how there's there's a character, for example, who's a, a Black gay screenwriter, screenwriter who's trying to get his first screenplay made into a movie. There's a whole kind of storyline. Well, the other thing I'm thinking of is they could have done the same thing and said it in the 30s. I'm just, it puzzles me why they picked the 50s. For example, one of the real reality-based things is they they have a character who's actually Anna Mae Wong, who was a, a, a real Chinese-American mm -hmm. actress who was who was uh, kind of passed over for, for some major roles. And they and they try mm -hmm. to kind of really talk about that and tell a little bit of that history. 
um, and blend it in with the fictional story that they're telling, um, which I think is interesting. And I'm sure some of the blacklist stuff maybe we'll get into it, you know, at some point, especially if they continue with more seasons. But I don't know, you know, it's, this is Ryan Murphy's really first big, big series that he's done since he made this deal with Netflix. And um, I think there's, a, you know, there's going to be a lot of attention on it, even more maybe than there was on The Politician. And I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I just, I wasn't totally enthralled yeah. by the first two. That's- well, I'm sorry to hear that because the trailer looks great, but I believe you. Uh, Mindy Kaling uh, has uh, turned into a powerhouse, an entertainment producer and sort of a, of a brand now. She has, and she has a new show that just started on Netflix on uh, Monday earlier this week. So you actually can watch it. Uh, at the moment. It's called Never Have I Ever. And Mm -hmm. it's based somewhat on her childhood. Um, It's about a a young girl named uh, Davy who is growing up dealing with all the things that normal teenagers deal with, having crushes on boys and trying to do well in school. Um, But her father has recently passed away. And as the show progresses, you kind of start to understand, you know, the circumstances around it and how that affected her relationship with her mother. But it's like, it's a comedy. It's mostly a really, really light comedy. And there's some things about it that don't quite work. Some of the acting is just so-so, but it's really, it's a really fun show to watch. Like I just kept watching episode after episode. Um, It's really upbeat. I think, you know, it's, it's a fun show, despite the fact that that premise sounds kind of dark. Um, sitcom like yeah it is very much so very much who, so. who is carrying it where is it this is on netflix oh. uh and i think i i mentioned maybe mentioned this last week but the narrator of the series it's sort of like a mindy Kaling wonder years in a sense mm. there's a narrator and the narrator is john McEnroe, which is oh, yeah. very interesting for <laughs> john McEnroe funny. to be narrating the story of a young indian teenager but uh there's a reason for that that you'll understand in the first episode and um as weird as it is for him to be narrating it actually for me it kind of worked it was a out of left field choice that I thought was kind of interesting and funny. So that's two for Netflix. That's uh, Hollywood, the series, and Never Have I Ever. And uh, I am, Never Have I Ever sounds a little bit to me like normal people, which uh, is a novel that I was familiar with. And uh, I am hearing great things about the series that drops this week. Yeah. So actually, normal people is totally, completely different from Never Have I Ever, even though they both start out being about teenagers. that is much more of a, a drama and it's about two um two teens kind of growing up in ireland girl is very wealthy and you know normally in in teen shows and movies the wealthy kids are the popular kids but this is ireland mm-hmm. so it's actually the opposite <laughs> and the boy is this very you know well-liked rugby player but they're both very smart um his mother cleans house for the girl's family uh and so they have this connection to each other outside of school and they start having a relationship that this sort of keeps secret uh and it traces what happens in this relationship from when they're in secondary school and then they end up going to the same college trinity college in dublin and i thought it was just a beautiful series it has if you're thinking of letting your kids watch it it has a ton of sex in it like a lot of very explicit sex scenes but that are done in a very tasteful way and that i think um are important to understanding why these two people feel so connected to each other i i thought it was just a lovely lovely series so i recommend that that one is on hulu you know i'm remembering from my own life i had a close friend in high school and i was uh, close to his family too and we graduated from high school and my friend's father 
called us in and he says, you know, boys, when you graduate from high school, you go on to college and everything changes. And, you know, at the time I thought, well, what are you telling me that for? I mean, I want everything to be <laughs> this. And now I think about that often. That was really a prescient comment. Mm -hmm. And he was right. Yeah. His son and I uh, never had the same kind of friendship again. Oh, that's sad. Well, you know, things change. And now I think I'll go uh, make an appointment with my psychiatrist <laughs> too. But thank you for, for that. And there's a, a parks and recreation special. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we've we've been having all these fundraising efforts and, and streaming specials and shows and SNLs at home and all that kind of stuff. And um, Parks and Recreation is doing something similar Thursday night where they're going to be doing a reunion episode um, mm. that was, I believe, shot entirely on an iPhone. Yeah. Uh, and wow. I, I assume was done, um, you know, with, th they're all in separate places. So it's like a, a Zoom episode, I believe. And it's going to air on, on Thursday night and it's raising money for Feeding America, um, raising and awareness. is this uh, NBC or uh, yes, who's yes. The show was originally aired on NBC and this will be a, a, a special Thursday night on NBC. And I'm sure that, you know, after it airs, it will be available to view um, on demand and on Hulu as well. Um, and speaking yeah, of NBC... Uh, I think we're both following the progress of Saturday Night Live or the, the Saturday Night uh, in the age of the pandemic. And I sense that it's improving. What about you? I, you know, they've only done two now. The second one was just this past weekend. And I thought it was definitely an improvement over the right. first one. It seemed more polished. Maybe they got them better cameras, better lighting or something, but it mm -hmm. seemed just visually it looked more polished. I thought the sketches were funnier. Um, you know, they did, they brought back What Up With That and like yeah. really did that. That old sketch from, gosh, at least 10 years ago, I guess. Um, uh -huh. But they did it, but they made better use of what the format is that they're working with and made that a little bit more dynamic. I mean, I think having Brad Pitt be Dr. Fauci, um, per his request, was mm -hmm. very funny. And um, and even having a musical guest, you know, I think they had Chris Martin last time. And this time they had Miley Cyrus doing a cover of uh, Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd, which I thought was pretty great. So I, I, I thought they, I still think it's better, obviously, when they're all on. Right, yeah in 30 Rock doing it the way that's normally done, but it was definitely a step up from the first one. And I did notice on the weekend update, they left the uh, the Zoom audience off because yeah. I thought that was lousy the week uh, yeah. try before. I, I think a lot I, of people felt that way. So they took that feedback to heart. Those two guys, all they need to do is react to each other. And that's that's part of, of the act, I think. So, mm -hmm. uh, so I think they're improving. I can't wait until they get back into the studio. I'm sure they can't either. And I am becoming a fan of Hulu for a lot of reasons, uh, notably Mrs. America, mm -hmm. which is something my wife and I are just enthralled by with Kate Blanchett as Phyllis Shafley. And uh, now that they're down to one episode a week, <laughs> we're, we're anxiously waiting for what they... Uh, produced for us. The episode with Tracy Ullman as Betty Friedan mm -hmm. just was a beautiful piece of acting by her. Yeah, just, she's great. She debates, and this is in reality, uh, Fellow Shafley and uh, loses her cool. <laughs> she wants to burn Phyllis at the stake yep. and loses the, you know, and it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful piece of work. 
Little Fires Everywhere is is also on Hulu. It is, and it last week I, f- I forgot to mention this that its finale dropped, so you can now watch that in its entirety without having to wait week to week for more mm-hmm. episodes. Um, I do think it's worth watching. The finale took some major departures from the book. The book, I mean, it's departed from the book here and there as it's uh, gone on uh, in some ways that I think were very smart, but it, it goes in a real wild direction, I thought, at the very, very end that I didn't totally find believable. But on the whole, I thought it was a well done series. Reese Witherspoon and, and Kerry Washington are really great in it. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to check that out and you're looking for something to watch, that's one to consider. And it kind of fits with uh, what we expect from Reese Witherspoon. Very much so. I mean, she's playing, you know, a, a suburban mom in the 90s mm-hmm. who wants everyone to be perfect and wants to control her life and and uh, is also very ambitious. And it's just, I mean, it's a very, very Reese Witherspoon kind of role. <laughs> Lou and I both want to mention Bad Education, which you uh, put us on to last week uh, with Hugh Jackman as the school superintendent of uh, a system on Long Island. And uh, I watched it Saturday night on HBO, as did Lou. And uh, both of us were blown away by the acting and the story and the casting. Lou, that that was one of your favorites, right? I I really, really enjoyed it. My wife, Wendy, and I really loved it. Didn't know what to expect. And she's one of those people, uh, Arch and Jen, that doesn't like to doesn't like to watch a trailer about anything. She doesn't want to know Uh anything about it. She just likes to go in blind. And I thought Hugh Jackman did a fan. I think her him and uh Allison Jenny did a great, great job. Yeah, he's the school superintendent who embezzles, as it turns out, breathtaking amounts of money from a school system. Allison Jenny uh first is his accountant and she gets caught first. And uh Ray Romano has a, a wonderful uh piece as the uh, school board chairman uh but uh jackman is just it's just a reminder of what a great great uh actor she he is so uh and that's he, on h hbo me. yeah it, and it's great casting because you know we come to it kind of liking hugh jackman um because uh-huh, uh-huh. he, he always comes across as such a nice person uh in real life um and i think he's likable as an actor so the idea that when you first meet frank this character that he's a, a good guy and he's trying to you know really yeah help the kids like you you believe it instantly and uh, there is a a lovely twist from real life that a reporter for the high school newspaper began to look around and uh, figured out what was going on. Right, so, and she wouldn't uh, have done it if Frank hadn't encouraged her. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so that was that was a great uh, catch. So, oh, and there we are. It is. <laughs> It's, it's maybe dog. time for a word for Hound Radio. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think that dog is given given a bad education. Three out of four <laughs> barks. What do you say, Jen? Either they saw a squirrel or they really like Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. On Netflix this weekend, we got Hollywood, Never Have I Ever. Is that Netflix? It is. And uh, on... <laughs> On Hulu, we've got Normal People, which is highly recommended, plus Mrs. America. And on NBC, you've got the Parks and Recreation episode Thursday night and the new improved Saturday Night Live. I think they're, 
are they back this Saturday? If I'm not mistaken, I don't think they're back this Saturday. I could be yeah. wrong. And and I honestly, I think it's fine if they're if they're doing it every other week. That probably gives them more time to kind of figure out how to adjust to this format. And let's see, Little Fires Everywhere. That's on Hulu. Yep. So is Mrs. America and Bad Education's on HBO. Wow. Gee, that's a lot. It is a lot. A great time for it to be. So coming up, what's your favorite movie about Hollywood? <laughs> Thanks to Jen Cheney. But first, it's time for a word from our producer, <laughs> the, the enabler of Hound Radio, our announcer, our producer, and our good friend, Mr. Lou Katz. And we want to share some exciting news right now. Hound Radio would like to wrap its fur-covered paws around you. It's our way of saying thank you for your generous donation during our Hound Radiothon for the Capital Area Food Bank. Hey, it's Luke Katz, and with your generosity, get this, we raised over $3,000. I knew, I knew I could count on you. Thank you so much. We hope you'll get some comfort during these trying times, knowing that families here in the DMV will have more food on their tables. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay with Hound Radio. At the Movies with Arch Campbell, Jen Cheney, and Lou Katz comes to you from the secret underground bunker studios of the Katz Podcasting System. Jen, I want to mention something because we've all getting uh, cabin fever. There is a movie theater in our area that is opening for business this weekend. It is the Family Drive-In in Stevens City, Virginia. Uh, and starting May 1st, they'll be showing movies at night. Stevens City is out near Winchester. You go out I-66 to where 81 goes north and south. And uh, they're starting a Wednesday through Sunday schedule. And I have been there. It is a great drive-in theater it and it, the family drive-in it really it's not like uh from my high school days it's a, i i just highly recommend it they're showing uh trolls and onward this weekend they're going to show the invisible man next weekend all of those are things you can uh watch online but uh you can go out there and have a lot of fun it's seven bucks for adults and three bucks for kids and please don't put anybody in the trunk of your car. <laughs> you have to have an FM radio to get the sound. And you pay online. And if you want concessions, you have to order them online. Lou, you've been there. I right? have. I have. It's a fun experience going back to the 50s and 60s, some 70s. Except it really is. Uh, it's more family friendly than you think uh, drive-ins. They've got two screens. There's another drive-in out in Baltimore, Benji's, and they are not open. Benji's, is mo Benji's shows up in a lot of uh, John Waters movies. I don't know. I just, uh, what do you think the future of the drive-in theater is in this world now, Jen? I mean, obviously it's a good option in that it, it you know, you're, you're able to watch a movie and, and stay away from other people. Uh, and if they can do the concessions, the way you're describing that also will allow, I think mm -hmm. the staff to, 
you know, distance as well. It's just the, the question is, you know, there aren't that many drive-ins. And so are there ways to oh. establish those kinds of things, um, especially in urban areas where there's not that kind of space? So I, I don't know how it is as a long-term solution, as a short-term solution, it's great. Yeah, it used to be in D.C. as recent as last summer, there were all these screen-on-the-green events uh, down on the mall and various parks and places. Right. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, I think it's worth mentioning. Uh, certainly there's a comeback uh, in the offing for drive-in movie theaters. And now let's see. What's your favorite movie? What's your favorite movie about Hollywood? Because of Hollywood, I have one, and I, and it, uh, it <laughs> relates to I, this weekend. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, this weekend I ran out of stuff to watch, so uh, I had um, Double Indemnity in my queue at home. Have you ever watched Double Indemnity from 1944? It's Fred McMurray and Barbara Stanwyck. And he's an insurance salesman and he goes to sell uh, some auto insurance and her husband isn't home. And she asks him if he can buy, if he can sell her accident insurance and not let him know about it. And there's lots of heat with them. It's, it is the definitive film noir. But it also, I read up on it, it's based on a James M. Cain novelette. And uh, they wanted him to work on the script and he couldn't. So they hired uh, Raymond Chandler the other great detective writer, and he loved Los Angeles. So Double Indemnity is one of the first uh, films from the 40s that really features um, locations in L.A., including the Glendale train station and the Hollywood Bowl and uh, downtown L.A. and various drugstores and things. So when you said you wanted to talk about movies about Hollywood, uh, I immediately thought of... Double indemnity. Well, that was not what I thought you were going to say. That's fun <laughs> that you said that. Is that surprising? <laughs> yeah, a little. I mean, no. It's 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 uh, obviously a really well regarded movie, but I, I thought for sure you were going to say Sunset Boulevard. Right. Well, same guy, uh, Billy Wilder, uh, made him. Yeah. So. Um, so that too. Yeah, that too. Uh, so I cheated a little bit. I've got a movie, and then I I wanted to toss in a couple of TV shows since we've been talking uh -huh. about TV. The movie that I I chose. There's so many movies about Hollywood. Right. Hollywood loves to make films about themselves, but this is a comedy from back in 1999 called Bowfinger. That oh. I feel like. Not enough people um, either have seen or still talk about. It's Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy's Eddie Murphy. playing a dual role as sort of like a, a hotshot star. And then also this very, very nerdy guy who's appearing in this ridiculous movie that Steve Martin's trying to make. Eddie Murphy is so <laughs> good in that movie. Hilarious. If you're just looking for something fun and light to watch uh -huh. and you can find it on streaming, I'm sure it's on streaming somewhere. That's a good one. And then on the TV side, I wanted to mention Feud, which is also a Ryan Murphy show. Mm. That was about Joan Crawford and Betty Davis. Oh, and God, I loved that. And so um, when they're making oh. whatever happened to baby Jane, again, I haven't finished Hollywood yet, but thus far, I would say of the two Ryan Murphy series that are explicitly about oh. that world, I think Feud might be the better one. Feud was and then a, just quickly, a, a show that we've talked about many times on here before, but I will always repeat it. Bojack Horseman is a great, <laughs> um, great look at Hollywood. It's a Netflix animated show. Very satirical. I was late to the party on Bojack Horseman and I have gotten into the final series now. 
Oh, good. And you are right about that. Every season has one or two or three uh, episodes that just knock you off the couch. That yeah. are that just uh, I I really uh, thank you. You know, I tried to get into BoJack Horseman a couple of times and didn't, and I'm glad you kept reminding me of it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what are you recommending this weekend? Wow. I'll mention a couple of other things. One is yet another new show on HBO that's debuting called Betty. It's based on a, a independent film called Skate Kitchen. Uh, and it's kind of the same characters from that film, but in, in a episodic storytelling form that are young women who are part of the skateboard scene in New York. And it's just about them trying to fit in with that scene and kind of establish themselves. It's going to be in the Friday night, I think, 11 p.m. slot on HBO, where high maintenance used to be. One of the things I really like about it is it shows you what New York is supposed to look like when it's, you know, bustling and people are out in the parks skating and stuff like that. Wow. Just a, we'll be talking about this more next week. But in a week, the series Dead to Me comes back on Netflix for a second season. Yeah. So yeah. if you haven't watched it, you have a week to watch season one. Um, this is a very dark comedy with Christina Applegate and uh, Linda Cardellini, where Christina Applegate's husband is killed in a car accident. She meets Linda, Linda Cardellini in sort of like a grief, and they become friends, but there are some secrets that they don't know about each other. And it just keeps escalating. And even in season two, it escalates further and further. And um, it's a really clever- The, uh, the finale of the first season of that just complete is another one of those just knock you off the couch moments. Yeah, it's designed to be binged. Like at the end of every episode, you're like, oh, yes. oh my God, what's going to happen yes. next? And then you have to go to the next one. So, well, I'm with you. I'm going I'm to really highly recommend Normal People. I can't wait to watch that. And I very much want to remind people of Mrs. America on Hulu. It's just terrific acting from Kate Blanchett. I would like to shout out today to station KPRC TV in Houston. Because last Friday, did you hear about this, Jen? They posted a graphic listing the new face mask requirements. And either somebody either misspelled it or spell check did this. But the information went, quote, face masks required include homemade masks, scarves, and bananas. Oh, I did <laughs> see that. <laughs> all over the internet, people were taping bananas over their mouth. At KPRC, they deserve a shout out because they uh, designed and manufactured a face mask with bananas on it. And uh, they're selling them for 20 bucks and the money's going to go to the food bank. So, you know, good for them. At least they came back from that. But uh, clearly they were trying to say bandanas and I imagine spell check did that too. <laughs> <laughs> So, and a shout out to Lou and Hound Radio for your food bank radiothon this uh, last week. We got a great amount of response, raised over $3,000 for the Capital Area Food Bank. And that's all thanks to our Hound Radio family members for uh, coming up and stepping up to the plate and making the donations. Wanted to wrap up the uh, podcast this episode with some of the music from the uh, online celebration of the Stephen Sondheim 90th birthday. Uh, Meryl Streep was doing some singing and Josh Groban and Lin-Manuel Miranda and so forth. So we'll wrap things up and catch you next week. Thanks for listening. The toast to that invincible bunch. Dinosaurs surviving the crunch. 
Is led in the earth, the stone you're free to do whatever pleases you, exploring things you never dare, cause you don't care when suddenly there's a big, tall, terrible giant at the door. This is the Cats Podcasting System.